Welcome to Goop Tales, Behind the Story. I'm Maria Calanchini, and I'm the founder and creator of Goop Tales. If you're new to Goop Tales, and this is your first time listening to an episode, you're going to want to go back one episode and listen to episode number 84 about Playalina, because that's the actual story. The Behind the Story series is designed to go along with the stories, the Goop Tales episodes, and provide more information about where the Goops travel, how I got my inspiration for the story, and any other fun facts, and maybe some of your questions that I want to answer. Okay, while writing episode 84, which is 84, which is based in Rome, it's called Playalina, and the Vulcan of Roma, I did some research and a lot of that research ended up being around the Italian language because I wanted to use it in this story. And I'm going to talk about this and this behind the story because there's such great Italian words that you can use in your everyday life that are just so expressive. If you haven't already listened to episode 84, just pause this, go listen to it. Otherwise, you might be in for some spoilers. And then come back and find out what is behind the story. For those of you who have listened, let me just refresh your memory about what happens in episode 84. It's all about Playalina. Playalina loves to play, of course. She likes to make difficult things, things she doesn't like, like jobs or homework or just anything. She wants to make everything into a game and into play. And she ends up going to Rome where she finds an old coin with a Roman gladiator on it. His name is Vulcan. He becomes friends with Playalina because she gets him out of the Fountain of Trevi where he has been for who knows how long. They get chased by an Italian policeman all over Rome And she discovers this side of Rome that she normally would have never seen unless she was with Vulcan. When the policeman finally catches up with her, his name is Piero, she makes a game out of escaping him, kind of swinging on vines and just laughing and taunting him, which of course makes him very angry. But in the end, she is able to escape him with Vulcan's help, and she finally makes her way back to Goop World. And when she gets back to Goop World, she goes to find her friend, I'll do it. But that is a tale for another time. Let's get into what I learned when researching this episode. First, I want to thank Anish, who thought of Playalina. Thank you so much for this idea. And something Anish had asked to be in the episode was a Tesla. (laughs) He had talked about her getting in a Tesla. So instead, I just put some Teslas in. There's a nod to the Tesla in the streets of Rome. And I like that you got really specific in what you wanted, Anish. In the Italian language, which I love. There is so much expression. I love the way that they use the intonation of their voice, their hands, 
it's almost like you can tell what somebody's trying to communicate without even hearing what they say. They're so expressive. I'm going to talk about a couple of the words that I learned and that I just refreshed my memory on for this story. One of the ones that I definitely learned was Fosse's because Vulcan is on an old coin. He is an ancient gladiator of Rome. So I found this picture of this old golden Roman coin and the gladiator on it was carrying this weapon thing that I'd never seen before and I did not know what it was. I looked it up and it is called a fosses. That's F-A-S-C-E-S. And what it is, is it's a bundle of rods with an axe blade. And it was carried in ancient Rome as a symbol of power. And it was something that the gladiators used as well. So it sounds like a pretty intense weapon, but don't worry, it doesn't get too intense in the story. But that was a new word for me. I liked learning that new word. And then another word, there's a policeman in this story called Piero. And when I look up Italian in, or police in Italian, you know, I got poliziotto. I was talking about it with a friend of mine who is from Europe, and she said, oh, it's the carabinieri. So there's different levels, or I want to say different kinds of police, like there are in the United States where I live, but there's different kinds of police in Italy. The carabinieri is the police that goes around domestically and is just in the day-to-day life. And I love that word anyways. I have that word in the story, carabinieri. Another word that I have is pronto. Pronto means now or ready or like I'm coming. If somebody is like, are you coming or we're going, you'd be like pronto, I'm coming. I just think it's such a great word because it expresses so much in just one word and everybody gets it. So I love that word. Then I've always loved in Italian, the grazie, prego. So in the United States, we say grazie is thank you. So we say thank you. And then we say, if someone says thank you, you say you're welcome, or that's the formal way to say it. A lot of people in the United States don't say you're welcome anymore. They'll say things like, oh, it's nothing or no worries. But in Italian, someone says grazie, which is thank you. And then the other person for your welcome says prego. And I love the word prego. It can just express so many things and it's a positive word. And I just think it's a fun word to use. That's why I wanted to make sure that was in there. There's all these words that in Italian that are like one word where in the English language, there's several words. I like that idea of just one word that can express everything. And that's like the word basta. Basta, which sounds like pasta, but it's with a B, is enough. Like, I've had enough. Basta. You were really frustrated with something, you could say basta. I find, at least in the U.S., it's like a charming way to express frustration without sounding super mad but you still get your point across. And I just, I find it such a great word. So I love that. Lastly is the phrase that I put in here. I was trying, I think it's at the end of chapter three. I was trying to find a phrase that's kind of similar 
to you snooze, you lose, which is in the U.S. is kind of like, if you're not paying attention, you're going to lose out. What I found was, chi dorme no piglia pesce, which means who sleeps does not catch fish. I'm going to play for you how you say it. Hopefully you can hear this well on my laptop. Chi dorme non piglia pesce. Okay, that was Google. <laughs> and honestly, that's how I learn how to say a lot of these things if I don't know them already. Chi dorme no piglia pesce. And then I try to add a little Italian flair to it. But that's literally how I looked it up. And it was, who sleeps does not catch fish. You really want to learn some Italian, you can learn that phrase. And then use that instead of, you snooze, you lose. That's my little fun Italian language lesson for you. Just wanted to say a couple more things about why I had this story. It starts out in the Trevi Fountain, which is in the center of Rome. It's a very famous fountain, really beautiful. And it's always surrounded by tourists. And it's right near the Spanish steps. And a lot of tourists go up and down the Spanish steps because these are really famous landmarks, kind of like the Eiffel Tower in Paris. And they're beautiful. And I've been there before and they're absolutely beautiful. But the reason I had Playalina and Vulcan go through the back streets of Rome is because I think or I know that there is a whole uncovered world of the locals, the people that live there year-round, history in the back streets that most visitors or tourists would never see. And it made, when I was trying to pick where they should go in Rome, you know, I could have picked the Colosseum. I just, I didn't feel it. I felt like they need to go on these back streets with the cobblestones and the little fountains and the beautiful terracotta walls because it reminded me of when So I used to live in Paris many years ago. And when I lived in Paris, I had a lot of visitors come to see me. They would all go visit the big museums there, like the Louvre and the Musée d'Orsay, Musée d'Orsay, a lot of other museums. And they would always ask me what my favorite museum was. And I had been to all of them many times. And I always said, especially for those people that were coming to Paris for the very first time, I said, the city is a walking museum. If you just want to walk in certain neighborhoods that are really, really old, hundreds of years old, and just have these incredible buildings and architecture, I think you're going to be a lot more satisfied than going into a museum all day. That's how I feel about cities for many old cities, many old European cities, is I'd like to just walk the streets when I'm first getting to know them. That is how I got the inspiration for making it in the back streets of Rome. All right. Lastly, I just want to ask you, since this was Playalina, what can you make into play that maybe you don't like doing? So, I mean, maybe it's your homework, as was illustrated in the story, or maybe it's a job you have to do that you don't like. And so I'm just going to give you an example from when I was younger. 
So when I was younger, we all had Saturday. I have seven siblings, so I'm one of eight. And my mom would give us Saturday morning jobs, and I hated it. Especially, she would rotate every week, so it took like four to five weeks to all, to get the one that you really didn't like because my little brother and maybe little sister didn't always have to do them. I hated vacuuming because we had a big house and it had lots of steps and I had to vacuum. I made a gain eventually. At first I didn't. Instead, I, when I first had to do it, I was just like, eh, I don't like this. And it just, it was not fun at all. And it, I didn't do a very good job. And then I decided I was going to make a game out of it. And I did. And my game was making tracks on the carpet. You know how when you push a vacuum, I mean, it depends upon the kind of vacuum you have, but a lot of vacuums leave tracks on the carpet. And I always felt like if I can leave tracks on every inch of this carpet, it's going to be so cool. Like it's going to be perfect and clean. So I made it into this game for how many tracks could I get in a room? That's just an idea of what you can do. Just think about what you can make a little bit more fun that you don't like so much. All right. I didn't get any questions for this episode. And if you ever have questions about the Goop Tales or want to know about a specific episode, you can just write them in at Goop Tales or leave me a voice message when you go to gooptales.com. That is it for today's Behind the Story. If you do have questions, like I said, for the future, just send them in. And you can also send them in on social media, Facebook and Instagram at GoopTales. The next episode for I'll Do It is coming out very soon. Don't forget to subscribe so you will be the first one to know it's out. And I will see you on the other side. Bye.